Welcome to the My Creative Days podcast, where we will talk about all things DIY, home decor, decorating tips, and creating a beautiful home on a budget. I am hoping our time together will spark a creative idea, help you plan your next DIY, or inspire you to finally tackle that project you keep putting off. Grab your favorite cup of motivation and let's chat. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about um, what to avoid when you're choosing furniture to flip. So what should you walk away from? The reason I'm doing this podcast is because I've been sharing some uh, reels on Instagram where I walk into like a thrift store or restore or whatever, and I'm kind of showing you, um, you know, photos or videos of things that are fixable or things to look past and then things that are definitely, uh, you do not want to pick this up, avoid this one. So it's kind of like a... um, and it's, they're getting a lot of, a lot of feedback. Like these are so helpful. Keep doing these, keep doing these. So I thought I would, um, just go through a few things that are, you need to avoid these things. So when you see these things in furniture, uh, when you're hunting for furniture pieces to flip, avoid them, walk the other way. (laughs) So, uh, and these are things that I've learned over, I've been flipping furniture for more than 20 years and, um, it's definitely, uh, This is definitely for somebody that's newer. I mean, as you get better at, you know, projects and, you know, your toolbox starts to expand and you you start gaining some more tools and some more skills and um, you learn how to fix some things or uh, you learn how to paint something that may not be fully wood or something, you know, your your skills and stuff will improve. But this list of things that you need to avoid will will ensure that your flips um, are successful every time in meaning that you're not picking up a a piece of furniture that is just literally not worth it. And let me tell you, <laughs> I've done that many, many times. Um, and it actually, I mean, after 20 years, it actually almost just happened um, to me again. I was at a thrift store and I think, I think Matt was with me and there was a piece of furniture right kind of as we walked inside the door and it was such a good dupe that I'm, we both thought it was real wood. So we're like, I'm like, let me just look around. I'll think about it. I had some pieces in the garage that I wanted to finish before, you know, bringing another one in obviously. Um, but don't do that. If you find a good piece, pick it up and it's a good price, pick it up. But anyway, um, and so I came back to it and I'm like, let me just check it out and as I got closer, the wood actually on like the facade or the like the different parts of it was not real. And you guys, it I could not believe it. And Matt was like, thank God you looked at that better. Um, not that it would have been, you know, really horrible. Um, and I know that a lot of people say that they, you know, you can paint over, you know, people call it lam- laminate, particle board, uh, fake wood, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I definitely, I've done it. I've painted over those kinds of pieces before I knew what I was doing. But it, the the makeover, it just, it does not last. It's just, you know, and I know a lot of paint companies and brands say, oh, this will work on all those pieces too. And maybe for the time being or right when you get it done, but I just feel like, um, 
look for wood pieces. So that's actually number one on my list. So you definitely want to avoid non-wood pieces. So pieces that are not made of real wood, I'm just telling you guys, um, because I, I highly recommend if you are painting a piece of furniture, you definitely need a scuff sand. And when you are trying to scuff sand particle board or, you know, laminate, if that's what you call it, um, veneer that's not wood veneer there are two you know wood when you hear veneer you know people there is wood veneer but then there's also the fake veneer that's like a plasticky whatever it's made out of um that's not so good wood veneer is fine that's great and a lot of older pieces you know have that um, there's definitely a time period when that was, you know, the furniture was made that way. But when you're trying to scuff sand a a piece of, of, of wood or a piece of furniture that's not real wood, it's just, it's not good. <laughs> so definitely avoid non-wood pieces. Um, and I do have a, a blog post on my website, mycreativedays.com, that does talk about how to tell if a, a piece of furniture is real wood or not. I have a YouTube videos on that as well, so you could definitely check it out there too if you like more of a video. I'm actually, I'm thinking that the video should be linked in that blog post. We'll leave a link to that in the show notes, but pick up just real wood pieces, especially if you're a beginner too. Like, you know, that's that's really who I want to, uh, you know, encourage. And because I have been a beginner and I have worked with so many beginners that want to give up after their first piece because they have picked up a piece that shouldn't have been flipped in the first place, right? Like they're setting themselves up for failure, which failure is never a thing from, from me because that's exactly how you learn. Like, how do you think I learned over and over again? Maybe I shouldn't pick these pieces up that aren't made of real wood. Wood, you know what I mean? They're not really failures, but it's just setting you up for a ton of frustration and like, is this really worth it? And I'm here to tell you it is worth it. I'm here to tell you I want to help you make sure you pick up the right pieces, do the exact, you know, the right steps in the makeover. And it's so worth it. It's just um, there's just certain things that you definitely need to avoid. So especially if you're just starting out or you're somebody that maybe you flipped a few pieces, you know, for your home. And now you're thinking, you know what, I can make a little side income doing this. Uh, you definitely can. You can make more than a side income side note. Uh, but uh, so just 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 avoid these things and just set yourself up for success and, and make it fun, especially in the beginning, right? Like you want them to be easy, quick fixes. You want them to be easy, quick makeovers. You want them to be um, kind of like a, a, oh, what am I trying to think? There's, what's that saying when it's like instant satis, um, is that right? <laughs> that didn't sound right. Instant satisfaction. You guys, instant gratification. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you better all be laughing with me, okay? Okay. Um, you know, those just projects where it's like, oh my gosh, you have to bring it home. Maybe you have to clean it up a little bit. You scuff sand it, you put some paint on it or whatever, and it's and it's and it's done and you're able to sell it and make some money. And that's where you need to be. And so definitely avoid these things. You you need to in the beginning, especially if you really want to do this, you need to gain momentum in the beginning. You need to make it fun. You need to make it successful. You need to make it easy and like doable for where you are right now. And you will get to the point where you'll just have this 
there will be this point where you're like, okay, I can maybe I could fix that broken drawer. Okay, that, you know, it's missing a caster. I could probably drill a hole and add a caster. Or, you know, you're going to get to that point. But when you're first starting out, we need to make it fun, easy, doable, um, flip them quick kind of things. So avoid these things when you're looking for pieces. Okay, so I kind of took a hard left there. So let's get back on the main road here and get back to this list. So definitely non-wood pieces, avoid them. Cracked legs, avoid those pieces that have cracked legs. Legs, even now, depending on what it is, I, I whenever I talk about it, you know it, it's never a you know all in you know it, it, one uh, one size fits all type of thing. Most of the time, if something has a cracked leg, I will I will just turn the other way. If it's something where I I could use it and remove the legs or easily add new legs, you know, then I might pick it up. But if there's a chair or table or something that's got a cracked leg, run for the hills. Unless you're somebody that's like a woodworker or um, you basically what I'm saying is you're going to have to replace the legs, all the legs or because you just they're just, you know, you can do the glue, you can do you put some pins in it, you can do the um, but at, at a certain point it's just not worth it, right? And so definitely cracked legs is something I just, I don't even, I don't even, even now. Um, and Matt too, Matt is like, nope, you know, if the legs are cracked, we, we just walk on by. We just let that one stay there. If it's missing pieces, so if it's missing drawers, if it's missing tops, if it's missing legs, um, you know, those kinds of things. If it's missing things and you're just beginning, I would avoid it. Walk away from it. Now, I have flipped many pieces that um, I picked up and there were missing drawers. And sometimes you can picture those pieces where, oh, if that door's missing or if that drawer's missing, it could be a shelf or it could just be an open shelf. And I have sold tons of pieces like that. There's definitely certain pieces that work better, uh, you know, for with that than others. But um, like one time I picked up a long dresser. It was it was amazing. It was real wood. I, I picked it up off the curb. And I want to say the three top drawers were missing. Well, I just saw it then as an entertainment center. So uh, just removed everything in that top, you know, um, what do I want to say? Top part and made those more like shelves. You could put like a, I was just going to say VCR. Oh my gosh. VCR. We still do have a VCR in the house because we do have some old tapes, like um, my old basketball tapes and stuff. Uh, we do have them, VHS. Uh, but like DVD players, gaming systems, those kinds of things. So it definitely worked. And then we just you just had the other six drawers underneath that for storage, for DVDs or games or whatever. Um, there have been little uh, like console, not console tables. They're like, um, people call them different things. I call them like the little chest of drawers where there's like usually three drawers and then a door um, where the door's been missing, but I just paint the inside of that door, like cabinet area, and then I just stack like books inside there or stack up some like throw blankets. And it just, you know, if you can re-envision it that way, then, then definitely pick them up. But if you're, you know, if you're missing legs or it's missing a top, which in the beginning we never picked up those pieces. Um, but now if it's missing a drawer, if it's, the drawer is missing like the bottom piece of the drawer or a side of the drawer is missing. We will pick it up now. If it's missing a top, we will pick it up. Um, but 
missing legs, we can, you know, we can add those two easily. But if you are just starting out, do not compare what somebody's doing, um, you know, their flips that's been doing it for over 20 year, years to you that's been doing it for six months. You know what I mean? You just, in anything in life, you cannot compare your beginning to somebody's middle or end. I know you've heard that before and it, it, it it's so true on so many levels and, and with furniture flipping, same, <laughs> same. So in the beginning, I would definitely, if it's missing certain pieces, just avoid that piece. Let somebody else pick it up that maybe have, you know, is further along in their flipping journey, has a little bit more skills under their belt. Let them have that. And then they'll leave you the easier ones that um, may not be enough profit or, or, or may not be um, worth it to them where they are in their end game um, or kind of later game. So it, it's a win-win for everybody. Another thing I would definitely tell you to walk away from is broken drawers. We kind of talked about this a little bit, um, but avoid them. Um, they are definitely fixable. I, we have fixed many now. Um, and like I said, depending on where it's busted or broken, um, you know, we will pick them up. But it's 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 not an easy fix for somebody just starting out. And it's not an easy fix if you don't have certain tools. So that's another thing I wanted to talk on that I kind of forgot about um, up here. Some of these uh, these things are, you know, if you're just starting out, you may not have like a miter saw or a table saw or a you know, like bigger tools that you may need for some of these bigger fixes or more involved fixes. So it, it and as you, and that's exactly how we like got, got our tools. As our skills got better, we would then invest in, you know, the new tool we needed to fix drawers, you know, or the new tool we needed to spray pieces. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just a paintbrush. So as we were selling pieces and we would get some money, um, and then we kind of got to the point where we, we thought, okay, now, you know what, if I found a broken drawer or, you know, if it, you know, whatever else, if I, you know, I need a drill so that I can drill some holes to add some legs, we would then add piece by piece tools. Do not think you have to have 75 brand new tools to, to start flipping furniture. You don't. Um, you can, you can start flipping furniture with little to no money. So, but as your skills get better then your tools will, you know, get, you will get more tools. We bought all of our first round of tools at every estate sale and yard sale we could. Um, and some of those older tools are just better, <laughs> but, um, in the beginning, you're not going to have those big tools. So where you can fix, you know, a broken drawer, or maybe you can't cut a piece of plywood to add to the back of a piece or, or whatever it is. So, um, but that will all change as you get as you get going. So definitely broken drawers is something I would tell you to avoid if you're just starting out. Here's another one that still to this day I avoid. I avoid, I walk away. Smells. So this is a topic that I get a lot. And I cannot remember if we've done a podcast about smells. I'm making myself a note right here. I need to look that up because there's definitely um, some things to try when you find smells in pieces that actually work um, for sure. Uh, but if, so basically, again, in the beginning, of, if, if, if a piece smells and smell your pieces before you buy them, this sounds so bad. 
sometimes, you know, you're in a flip store, you're at an estate sale or something. You can just like if it's been in a musty basement or an attic or something, you, you'll know the smell right away. If it's been in a smoker's home, like somebody that smokes inside their home, you'll definitely like you can smell it. There have been times when I was first doing this that I would pick up pieces and I didn't know to do this. And then I would get them in our car or the van or my dad's truck or whatever. And then I would smell it and I'd be like, oh my gosh. And so there are definitely some things you can do to get rid of smells. Some smells are easier to get rid of than others. But I would definitely tell you if, if there is a strong scent in the piece of furniture, I would I would avoid it in the beginning. Um, <clears throat> I definitely would walk away from that. There was another podcast um, idea I just had and I it just I it just went away from me. Sorry. <laughs> so definitely walk away from it if it's got a smell. It's just not worth it in the end. Another thing, if if the piece is unstable, so it's so funny. If I find it's usually with smaller pieces, so think end tables, uh, wood chairs, it could be too. Um, uh, mainly end tables. I'm trying to think of what else. And it could be a coffee table depending on, you know, what kind of style it is. But I literally, if you can picture this, um, what you want to do is sometimes, I mean, you know, it's unstable right away, right? Like you can just put one finger on it and the whole thing is shaking. Um, you definitely want to look under that piece and it could just be, you know, like the four screws that are on the legs. You can totally tell they're like half out of the legs. Like if you tighten those four screws, it's going to be stable. Um, but sometimes it's not that like it's a little more involved. And so you you definitely again, we have fixed many. We've added wood shims. We've done like Matt's done a ton of different things that we've learned, just kind of tips and tricks of the trade as you you learn and you're kind of in the beginning wanting to learn all the things and you're picking up anything and everything, anything that's five dollars and under or free you're picking up because we I wanted to learn as much as I could about this, what we could fix, what we couldn't fix. If it was kind of broken, let's see what we can do with it. Can we repurpose it? Can we upcycle it? Can we see this in a different way? Can you use this table as something else? You don't like I was just we were just picking up all the things. And so there are a lot of things that we've learned or like and and one table that's that's uh, unstable is going to be different than the other table. So they're going to take two different fixes. But I literally if I'm I'm just not sure about it, I will um, usually with one hand first, <laughs> especially if it's like a, a table that's got like dainty legs, you know, that's that's usually what's what it is. Um, or those, you know, those square tables, they be, they can come big or um, or smaller, but they kind of it's hard. I wish you guys could see what I'm doing with my hands. Um, the, the feet kind of come um, come in and then they kind of come up and they curve a little bit. Uh, I know there's a name for them, but anyway, we have rescued a thousand of those. You see them all the time. Um, those are another good one that usually they are unstable. But if you put your full hand, walk up to the piece, put your full hand on it and kind of move a lot of your weight into that hand, if that makes sense. And you will see, you just want to see and, and do that test on every, like dressers and things are obviously more, you know, substantial. It's not going to be like that. But um, anything that you think is a little unstable, give it that test. Because like I said, you can flip it over 
and you can see if it's just screws that need to be tightened. But if and, and if that's not it, walk away, avoid, 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 because um, you can be rebuilding an entire piece of furniture that you know nothing about or how to do it, and it's just not worth it in the end. Okay, this next one, I wish I knew how to do upholstery. So I walk away from upholstery pieces all the time just because I don't know how to do it. Now, I can I can recover, you know, like a small stool or um, certain dining room chairs and those. I'm not talking about that. There are some amazing, you know, think of like wood framed wing back chairs that I have found that oh, they're just unbelievable. And I wish I could pick them up because um, they just needed upholstery and they're just they're just beautiful. Um, but I know I cannot upholster like that. I don't know how to sew. And so I have to walk away. I have to walk away. I have to walk away screaming and crying and just frustrated. Um, but I've never taken the time to learn how to do it. <laughs> so just you upholstery, unless you know how to sew, unless you know how to do it, avoid that those pieces at all costs. Um, because, you know, they're hard to sell. Meaning, you know, if a piece has got a stain or you know it really needs like new upholstery, maybe it needs new stuffing in the in the uh, the seat or whatever or the backing or like it can be more involved than just putting new pretty fabric on it. So that that's another thing I would tell you to avoid if you are just starting out and don't know how to sew or don't know how to do upholstery. Hard to sell pieces. Avoid them. So it's important to know your market, where you want to sell pieces, and what kind of pieces sell well, and what kind of pieces sell fast. That is super important. Um, you know, for me, I will always pick up a hutch, a buffet, and dressers. Like, those are my top three. I know I can sell them. Um, you know, other things, kind of like tables and chairs, the, uh, even sets, those are harder to sell. So I don't really, unless it was a fantabulous you know, piece or set, or, you know, it was free and I knew I could really, you know, make it over quickly or something. I really won't pick those up. Um, there's certain end tables that just, you, I can't move them. And so I know not to pick those up. So avoid pieces that you know are going to be hard to sell. Even if, here's the thing, here's what, what I would tell you. If you are just starting out or if you're trying to like gain more skills and learn more things, those hard to sell pieces, those are great for you to learn on. So set your budget like $10 or less or ask family and friends for those kinds of pieces. If you know they've got them, that will give them to you for free. You can try different paint techniques on them, you know, sanding different ways, you know, uh, fixing legs, whatever it is, depending on what it is. But they're great pieces to work on to kind of learn. Um, and then maybe maybe you can sell them in the end. But um, avoid pieces that are hard to sell. Again, it's just not worth it in the end um, from picking it up to sell it. I mean, if you can get them for free just to work on them and kind of learn some new things, I would I would tell you to do that for sure. Water damage. So some water damage can be remedied, especially if you're just painting a piece. You know, you can always sand it really well. Use a good primer, um, you know, a good paint brand. You should be good to go. But Within the last, I would say it was probably, I don't know, two months ago, we were actually, there was this amazing piece on the side of the road. And I have not found anything on the side of the road in so long. So from a distance, I was freaking out. I was so excited. And as I got up to it, the water damage, I mean, it I've never seen one this bad. It literally looked like it was maybe sitting in, the piece didn't look like it was dirty or anything. But it looked like it was sitting like in a swimming pool for a long time. Like the entire 
every piece of like the wood was curled. I've just, you know, I've seen some water damage. I've seen water damage where like the veneer's coming off up or it's off or it's cracked or whatever. But this, it was curling and like the heavy, not just the veneer, like the actual wood, you know, wood parts of this piece were curling, you know, nothing that you could fix. So obviously that's something to walk away from. But if you see that, um, especially if it's compromising the wood where the wood it has moved shifted um, that's that's a piece to avoid drawers being stuck or they're just kind of wonky or they're just not working right now over the years we have picked up some doozies um, and there have been some choice words <laughs> some frustrating projects just because of the drawers alone now Make sure every time you're picking up a piece that has drawers, you open every single drawer. You need to know how each of them works. With that being said, there have been times when we, like I've brought home a dresser, let's just say, and maybe the sides look a little weird. And so uh, we will use a clamp to like push the sides in or whatever we're doing. Maybe the top, like, you know, it needs to be reconfigured or something. And then by doing something else all the drawers don't work now so matt has had to like he'll cut the drawers down i'll be sanding drawers down and the rungs in the drawers and the it's just again it's you know if you're just starting out you want this to be fun you don't want to get frustrated right off the bat do not pick up pieces where the drawers are just not working right and that's one of the um questions i get asked the most too when i'm selling my pieces how do the drawers work like, because when you're going to sell that piece, you want those drawers to be working, you know, really well, right? Uh, so definitely check out the drawers uh, and do avoid the piece if the drawers are not working right. Okay, and lastly, uh, major repairs. So anything um, that needs really major repairs, walk away um, chairs that are missing seats or um Again, drawers that may not have sides on the actual drawers. It's just the drawer front. We've picked up many of those. Maybe the drawer's missing the bottom. Uh, the top's missing. There's no back on it. You know, the kinds of things that I talked about before. Those are pieces to avoid. Again, your skill set won't be there. It's just going to frustrate you. You're going to think it's not worth it. And you may not even have the tools to do the project. So even if like your husband's willing to help or like, you know, your dad, which my dad was super helpful with us teaching us, you know, all the DIY tricks and all of that, um, you know, but if you don't have the tools, you've got the help, but you don't have the tools to do it. So avoid those. Any major repairs, especially in the beginning, avoid, avoid, avoid. Okay. I hope this was helpful. Let me know if it was. You can always email me at lindsay at mycreativedays.com. Let me know if this was helpful. Check out the show notes for the links that I talked about. Um, if you have a topic or something that you would like to see, or, or if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook and there's something else you would like me to, to dive into a little bit more on the podcast, message me. Um, email me, lindsay at mycreativedays.com. You can message me on Instagram at mycreativedays. Um, I would love to choose your question. I It will stay anonymous, um, but I would love to, you know, have you send some topics or ideas or questions in, um, and then I can answer them on the podcast, and maybe I'll send you some happy mail if I choose your question or topic, um, which would be super fun. I love doing that. So I think that's it for this. I got through that long list. That list was a lot longer than I thought it was, <laughs> but it's definitely, I hope it helps you. It, it definitely lets you know what to avoid 
just so that you start off and grow and learn um, successfully and you don't have all the blood, sweat, and tears that I had to go through to learn all these things um, in the beginning. So until next time, I go. I hope you guys have a great day. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm grateful that you tune in every week and that you share the show with your family and friends. I love having creative chit chats with you. And my hope is that this podcast will inspire you to try a new project, start a DIY that you've been putting off and decorate your home exactly how you want it. There are a few ways you can help us with the podcast. Follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you could take a few minutes to leave the podcast a review, that would help us so, so much. Again, thank you for being here. And I look forward to our chat next week. Bye-bye.